the androids in the Alien franchise are in alphabetical order. Ash, Bishop, Call, and most recently, David. Here we go. Hey, welcome into Old Man Brad. I'm your host, Brad. We're kicking off what I like to call book two of Old Man Brad. I did some episodes a few years ago. I'm coming back. I'm starting out probably once a month with this until I can kind of get it rolling. And more consistently, this is just a show, you know, about whatever I feel like talking about this week. Going from music... I'll do some movies, but I'm going to focus only on horror movies because my other podcast, The Cinema Guys, focuses more on the movies. Each episode, or as I like to call them, chapters, we'll just see where it goes. For this return, I decided to talk one of my favorite films thus far of 2021, and that is PG Psycho Goreman. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. I invited a guest in to help talk about it. I just didn't want to do it by myself. I have Rob from Movie Geek and Proud here with me to talk about PG Psycho Goreman. In the end of each chapter, I'm going to give a horror recommendation of the week of something you can stream at home. Without further ado, let me bring in Rob and let's talk PG Psycho Goreman. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Your planet will be torn to pieces, and I will Mimi, treat your look. screams as I... Is this yours? Oh... Oh, my God. The gem of Paraxodike. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there. And wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye. I am excited to be joined by Rob from Movie Geek and Proud. We have done multiple episodes together. I've been on his show a few times, and he came on my other show, The Cinema Guys, and we talked the whole Leprechaun series, which was quite a discussion. But welcome into Old Man Brad, Rob. I am so honored to be the first guest on your new (laughs) venture. This is amazing, and what a choice for your first episode as well. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. this is As soon as this came out, I was like, you know, dragging my feet on like putting this out. And I was like, oh, I have to I have to do this now. (laughs) Yeah, in a matter of minutes, you told me about this. And then I saw a couple of posts online about it. And then a friend of mine was like, I just heard about this movie. It got really good. He lives by Rotten Tomatoes for some reason. It just ignites him to be like, I want to go see it. I'm like, oh, I just heard about this movie an hour ago. Let's go. I would love to go. And so we took advantage of it and went to a drive-in to see it, actually. That's awesome. I Unfortunately, our drive-ins here are closed for the season because they're only open during warm weather. So we don't we don't get a drive in this time of the year. The drive in, honestly, 
it's it's very convenient for me to use. And then uh, particularly that evening, there was a lot of headlights going on. And of course, the movie starts off very dark. There's a lot of, you know, so it it was a little difficult to see in the beginning. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what Psycho Goreman is, it is a movie about a kind of a demon monster from another planet. And this brother and sister dig up a gem that basically calls him to Earth. And he's uh, the Archduke of Nightmares. (laughs) And, and is going to basically kill everyone on the planet. But because they have this gem, the girl, the sister, can control Psycho Goreman and basically have him do whatever she wants him to do. And you can only imagine. And this is a movie that is set, not only set kind of in the 90s, but it is that early 90s style of horror comedy that you would you would get on a weekend night when you're roaming the shelves of Blockbuster. I, I would agree to that. This was very old school. It was meant to be old school. Oh, They're yes. not trying to impress you with new technology. If anything looks cheesy or outdated, it was on purpose. So I totally get it. Even with the cheesy kind of outdatedness, like the practical effects in it were pretty cool for, for, for it being that kind of like style. Yes. So you, obviously, I talked this movie up quite a bit before you saw it. So, and other people and stuff had talked it up to you. So your first initial thoughts on the film, like, did you enjoy your your time with Psycho Gorman? So I went in completely blind. I saw maybe one screenshot of this film. And then, of course, there was like a little hint here and there. I was told that it was like E.T. with Predator in there and all of that. So I did expect some old school stuff. It it does give off the Turbo Kid vibe to me. So I had a little bit of an expectation of what I was going to see. And my initial thought was that I freaking loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I, it was a great reminder of how films used to be back in the day. And this movie didn't give no Fs on, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> just about every character was turned on its side and just completely different from what they usually are in films like this. This is not your typical kids film. This is not your typical adult gory film. This was something so different that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And they, and yes. they went for it. So I appreciate the unique and throwback. Of everything that I saw. And, you know, for it being a horror comedy, this movie is funny. Oh, yes. And and it's ridiculous. But in the same, you know, the same line, you're just like, this is completely ridiculous. This is out there. But I am all in for all of this. Like, what else are they going to throw at me next? Because I'm ready for it. (laughs) It seemed that the planet, the... the, um, the social dynamic, the hierarchy, everything seemed to have been made out of thin air. I mean, yes, the, you can kind of get some Flash Gordon in there, some, yes. you know, other movies that may remind you of it. But all of this, this this world was completely just made up. And to come up with something that kind of makes sense, the only thing that maybe I didn't catch initially 
when they were explaining everything, how, or I guess I should say, why was the gem buried along with this destroyer? Like, wouldn't you like separate the gem from him and keep it far, far away so nobody can find it or, or, you know, and I'm sure this was also a joke, but the fact that they also pointed out, like, we put in like the biggest and best and most difficult puzzle to solve that no one will be able to solve it. And then these kids do it in like two seconds. So yes. I, I don't, I don't know if that was explained, but as, as much measures as they kept to keep this demon like wrapped up, they, they put the gem that he needs so close to him. Well, and I think that's part of that sort of cheesiness, of early nineties cheesiness of <laughs> why, why is it on earth of, of all places and why are they together? And, you know, they quickly are able to figure out the code and unlock it. It just, it just <laughs> sets you up in the beginning. I mean, it starts off with them playing this ridiculous game that has, you still can't <laughs> keep up with the rules of whatever, uh, what it what it was the ball called the wasn't it cr- cr- crazy ball yeah, or something crazy ball yeah crazy ball because the parents call it something else when she's going to bed and she's like, it's crazy ball <laughs> <laughs> that is literally okay so Mimi playing crazy brawl with her brother and just how extra this little girl is I couldn't <laughs> believe it I was like oh. We are getting this type of movie. Okay, that's fine. Let's roll with this. And then they go to bed and she just, you know, crazy. But I was like, that line made me laugh so much because I'm like, oh, we're going to get a lot of extra in this and I'm loving it. It was so good. But just her, like she was a 30 year old woman, like in the body of this little girl. I mean, (laughs) she was just like, you're dismissed. I don't need you anymore. Go away. She's very, she's very mouthy and very, you're going to do what I want. And her brother is the complete opposite of like, you know, like their game, we're going to play and the loser gets buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> and he loses and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go start digging my hole. Now, I really tried to follow the rules of this game just so I could play it for real. But <laughs> it, there there was way too much that I needed more questions. It, it was a little too much for me, but I love the idea of it. Well, and I and I love how it kind of came back at the end when they played it and they cut to, you know, the other planet with all the the like the alien council watching and they're just like I just I just don't get sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This reminded me a lot of New Girl with their game American. How we just have absolutely no idea how it's played. Did you watch New Girl? I did, but I I kind of I haven't st- watched all the way through i guess i should say yeah they the the gang has this weird game called american it's some drinking game or whatever and you never know how to play or what the rules are they just do whatever they want but it makes complete sense to them and that's what crazy ball reminded me of there's just so much in this movie that i loved like when his paladins came and the group of them it reminded me of like a group of creatures you would have seen in Power Rangers. Yes, yes. The makeup, the costume design, yeah. all of that screamed Power Rangers to me. And and yeah, that was great. I mean, even the fighting, I saw an interview and that's when they choreographed the fighting. They tried to choreograph it off of like that Power Rangers style because that was very early 90s. A lot of people were watching that and it just, 
And I think that's kind of what really gave it more. This entire movie is just anyone who grew up with these direct-to-video B movies, it's going to hit that nostalgia of like, oh, I remember watching this. Like, I remember watching these weird full moon features. I, I know you and I have talked about that before or, you know, other, there's this movie called arena, which I don't know if you've ever seen arena. It, it I don't think I've seen that head. one. It's basically like Rocky in space. Oh, okay. Got it. Earth guy. And he starts fighting in the alien boxing rings. Like it's a movie I haven't watched in God, since probably the nineties, <laughs> but watching this movie, it's one of the movies that like, just popped in my head of remembering watching these cheesy, you know, aliens with practical makeup and in type of movies that I would have rented back then. So I went in completely blind and I, and I knew that some kind of monster or alien was going to be released. What I didn't know is that the kids were going to have complete control of him. Oh yeah. And at that point, I was like, oh, okay, so we've got this huge destroyer, but the world is still saved because it's under the control of these kids. So what I didn't expect was what the kids were going to do with their newfound toy, I should say. And I was very surprised with how long they were able to create a story that made sense under the kids' control. You know, just all the rules and everything that went with this whole, like, genie in a bottle sort of scenario. Kind of like their game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a mix of so much. Like, you mentioned E.T. mixed with Predator, I guess that would explain it probably the best is this alien that comes down that they've kind of, they think he's a friend, but he doesn't think he's a friend. He just wants to destroy the world and kill everybody. <laughs> um, it was, it was really cool too, because they, um, they allowed this alien monster to be very creepy and scary. I did love his design, but then yes. he immediately turns into this wise cracking, like very frustrated emperor. I mean, just think about it. Like if you ruled everything, you know what? It, it, it was kind of like venom to me, venom. Like when the, you know, the alien kind of came in and had to be under control or needed the help of some alien being that he thinks he's, you know, not worthy of. It's just funny to see them have to adapt to the simplest form of like what us humans, you know, want to, you know, deal with and everything. And so I think what the kids have them have the alien do, uh, Psycho Goreman was was pretty funny. And even coming up with their name was very 90s yes, and very cliche, I thought was pretty awesome, too. And, and I, I love that his they just call him PG for short. And even like the the title of the movie, it's PG. It's like the same letters that you would see when you went to see a PG movie, that PG that would come up on the screen. And yet this is like a very gory movie. And then yet when they get to their song when the the frig off like it's it's kind of like a th- this is what kids would do when they don't want to cuss like <laughs> when they're when it's the heckin best and they're like frig off and like even the parents are, are talking the same way it just it was a good mix of 
all these genres together. I found that, you know, these kids, it's it's kind of like when the kids sort of stay up past bedtime, but they're still a little bit unaware of what adults do. And so this yeah. is probably the heightened like level of a kid's film on what they think adults do, you know, especially with the curse words and and their thought process on like what adults do afterwards and and that's and you know what's funny it's like even the parents kind of come off more kid like oh yeah especially the the kids themselves yes the (laughs) the parents really surprised me and at first i thought is this sort of a 90s joke or is this something new because i don't i've never really noticed parents parents are usually obsolete in some of these movies especially that involve kids as the forefront but these parents were like ricky and morty like parents like they were really in a class of their own i had never seen a pair of parents be this chill before well for me like growing up you know being a kid of the 80s and you know when i was a kid my parents you know my friends and i could just go off and do whatever and my parents didn't honestly care i just had to check in so often so to see them like you know, they're just leaving and taking him to, you know, the school to play on the blacktop to play their game or just being gone for so long. To me, it was like, well, that that was the time period. That was the way it was. Yeah. And for me now, as a parent, no way in hell I would let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found the parents to be really funny. The The family dynamic was cool. Uh, e- even the mom and dad, the way that they were kind of going back and forth was was pretty cool. And how they talked to their kid was was different. So all of that was was pretty good. And it had a, a the the music in it was perfect. It was that that synth yet rock kind of for the time period. Like yes. every every thing in this movie the the director Stephen Kostansky who also did I don't know if you I know you've seen Leprechaun Returns we have talked about that previously yes which we've both said is what probably our favorite Leprechaun sequel for sure it's a good it's a good follow-up for sure and he also did The Void did have you seen The Void I did The Void I did not like The Void the void was a little too weird for me, same, but same. but I get it. But I get it. He definitely captures the old school horror genre for sure. So he, he's really he good has at that. One other film called Manborg that if you haven't seen it, is on Amazon Prime, and it's a very much kind of a a throwback to the extremely cheesy movies where you can tell this is on a green screen and the makeup's just kind of like half on and and it's dubbed over voices and like. Like that really bad midnight movie kind of thing that you would see. So he he does a very good job of like meshing like this genre of like, I want to create a movie that's like a style of of this. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and again, like I said, it it definitely opened up to welcome more in into this world. I would love to oh, see yeah. A follow up. It may not even have to do with Gorman, but just I'm sure there are definitely other planets out there and other adversaries that can come into play. Um, maybe dealing with another kid. I mean, this is something that can definitely start a trend on creating more sort of quote unquote kid like adventures <laughs> for oh, them to go on. I would love to see more in this world. I, I mean, I would love to see more of Gorman himself too, because. I just liked that character. I like how they set it up. I liked his, how he became like, he was tough, but then he was like, 
oh, oh what, the kid's like shutting him down to, okay, I'm becoming <laughs> badass again <laughs> with, with his hunky boys. They, <laughs> so the hunky boys thing, <laughs> Mike, okay, I, I'm not going to say a whole bunch because I think the way that they executed this was was so good, but... I love that little throw in. They didn't have to really go too much into it, but it was no. enough to just make it very modern and today. And I loved it. It wasn't the butt of the joke sort of thing, yeah, but it, it, yeah. And it is one of those, not, not going to spoil it, but when it gets to that point, anyone who watches it, when it gets to the hunky boys, you just like, I found myself going, yes. Yeah. No, I was happy. <laughs> I was so happy with this. Uh, what I also enjoyed was that the director found a way to keep us sort of on the edge of our seats as far as, do we trust Psycho Goreman? Oh, yeah. Or is he going to be a friend? I mean, regardless of all the hijinks and and funny comedy things that are going on in this movie he is still the villain he still wants to destroy the world and exactly. they don't make it completely clear which way he's gonna go and so i i do like that they kind of keep that going throughout the the whole film i totally agree with you and how they kind of split it off even the splitting the family off into two sides and, and everything else but and how it all comes together i i really enjoyed how they wrapped it up and obviously i'm not going to spoil anything mm -hmm. so overall you would recommend seeing psycho Goreman. i critique movies on an entertainment scale while okay. something can be super strong like the writing or or just the genre and and what what he's done with throwbacks like that can be head on a pedestal to give it such a high score. But for me, it's all about entertainment. And for me, I think that this movie can definitely be watched by today's audiences. I do recommend that this movie is watched, but it is one of those movies, not a love hate movie, but read the synopsis. If you decide to watch a trailer, you will know immediately if this is a movie for you. Oh, it yeah. is very cut and dry. There's no hidden gimmicks or deceiving or anything like that. You either are into this type of movie or you're not. And and that's basically all that I can say as far as recommendation. But I was thoroughly entertained, loved all the characters. Poor Alistair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor yes, Alistair. Poor Alistair. I, yes. My goodness. But um, yeah, I think that this will give you such a good chuckle. And there are also film fans out there who will appreciate the makeup, the practical effects, and, and just the attention to detail to make it look very 80s. And um, this and is it, this is a movie to be proud. You grade movies on rewatchability and entertainment value. And so out of a five-star grading that way what would you give it okay so um fully engaged i do recommend it i think this movie can be watched again will you gain something new from watching it i don't know i think re-watching this movie is just more of how it made you feel like if you mm -hmm. really get in a good mood re-watching this this is something you can definitely put on the background and watch it again but your first time around is enough. This movie would have to be sort of a cult classic to be rewatched all the time. That's just in my opinion. So with that being said, I'm giving this a solid four. Okay. 
Nice. There were a little bit of things in the writing that not necessarily was a mistake, but could have been amped up just a little bit to make it like a, a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, as far as like a little bit of the writing and recommendation, because again, it is a little bit of a niche audience, do you think? Or do you think this is very widespread? Um, I think it can be because... If you like the style of movie, you're going to see it, or you already have seen it. And I think that's what appealed it to me. I watched a trailer and said, this is was a movie that was made for me. And I mm-hmm. was excited for it to come out. And like day it came out, like blindly, not even seeing the movie, I, I just bought it. I was like, I'll pay the $13. I'm going to buy it. I know I'm going to enjoy this. It's, it's made for me. And an, upon that first watch, I... I was just, it hit me in all the right spots of that nostalgic feels that personally I gave it a five because <laughs> it's highly rewatchable. I've honestly, I've watched it three times already and it's, I have just as much fun each time that I've watched it. And it's one of those that I know I'm going to keep watching it and I'm going to start quoting it. I know I'll walk around saying hunky boys <laughs> just because it was, just i loved it it was it it was just awesome (laughs) well you know with with the with my friend who i went to see this movie with he's not really into gore but he's able to watch films with this level of blood and stuff if it's done in a very cheesy comedic way it's it's that cheesy the blood's just gonna spray and it's not overly realistic as some movies can be well uh, the the cop vents was a little yeah <laughs> that was gross but again i don't think it's enough to just be like oh i can't watch this anymore yeah. i gotta turn this off i think most people will be able to enjoy this film someone like my wife for instance probably wouldn't enjoy this as much because this isn't her style of movie she doesn't like to watch these kind of movies like even if it's cheesy but I think it will appeal to more than than just that. Just because it is funny, it's the gore. It is gory, but it's that, like you said, that it's just it's not that realistic gore. It's just the the fun, like oh look, we're just gonna. <laughs> I I don't want to say oh it's fun to rip someone's head off, but it, <laughs> ripping the head off and it just sprays out and you and the way it's done, you just kind of laugh at it and go oh haha yeah yeah exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. see. Psycho Goreman. And Rob, I want to thank you for being my first, very first guest on this solo show and tell everybody where they can find you and your show shows, I guess, in general. You have more than one show. Yes. Um, Brad, thank you for having me on here. I had a blast and I hope this isn't the only time I am very happy that you have your own solo project going on and I can't wait to see what else you uh, review. So as for me, I have two podcasts, Movie Geek and Proud, which is a general movie podcast where I review films of my very eclectic and sort of out of nowhere taste, as well as new and old movies that I used to watch back in the day. 
I also have a second podcast where I recap the original Charmed series from the WB. We are currently in our sixth season right now out of eight, so the project is almost done. But uh, yeah, that's at its height. That is called Brunch with the Hollowells. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And um, all of this can be found on my website, moviegeekandproud.com. Thank you, Rob. And I can't wait to have you back in the future. Of course, of course. Thanks. Again, I can't stress enough how great Psycho Gorman is. And it is a film that needs to be seen. If you're a fan of late 80s, early 90s, B-movie horror comedies, this is the movie for you, for sure. Before I go, since we're all spending a lot more time at home these days, I want to give my horror pick of the week that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. This week, my pick is Uncle Peckerhead. This is another horror comedy. This is a movie I have talked about in my other podcast, The Cinema Guys, but I can't recommend it enough to watch. It is available on Amazon Prime Video, so if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend checking out Uncle Peckerhead. So that'll do it for the return of Old Man Brad. You can follow along to me on Twitter at the Old Man Brad or on Instagram at Old Man Brad. You can email me oldmanbradpodcast at gmail.com. Until we talk again, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>